This is South Kensington. Allow passengers off the train, stand away from the doors, allow people off the train first. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show, 60 minutes of audio on the internet. So now, without further ado, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why? Web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. I am Spud Goodman. Just a man, you know, a simple man, looking for more in life than I currently am experiencing. Spud Goodman is the host of the show. He is a cynical and occasionally mean-spirited underachiever. He also carries a spatula and drinks Pepto-Bismol. In the past, I may have been looking in the wrong places to find the answers, but now I'm ready to say I'm willing to look at all options. Everything is on the table. Tonight is uh, day four in my spiritual journey, and though I have a show to do tonight, this is, you know, really not something that can just be put aside like another lame, you know, John Grisham novel. No, this is a 24-7 deal. So my apologies if at times I allowed this to spill over, you know, into the content of this episode. Yeah. I should now introduce my temporary permanent co-host, Mr. Gerald Holcomb. Say hello. Uh, Spud, I'm here for you if you need any spiritual yeah, counseling. Spud's temporary permanent co-host. Gerald Holcomb frequently tries too hard to please. Well, hey, my wife and I were longtime members of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Actually, I was raised a Methodist, but after dating Rachel, she convinced me to convert. It wasn't easy, but I felt it was the right decision. Yeah. Oh, my uncle is Mormon, but oh. I think he's one of those Jack Mormons who drink Pepsi and right. he used to swear a lot at us kids, too, when we were growing mm-hmm. up. Gina is Bud's official laugher on the show. Her job is to make Spud's aside seem wittier than they actually are. Ha ha ha. Not really bad words, but stuff like, uh, shut up, you little son of a bitch, and oh, yeah, put down that remote control, you little shit. He totally would freak when any of us kids would pick up his stupid remote control. But, you know... Normal family talk. Yeah, I know my dad didn't want me messing with the remote control. That was for sure. You know, I mean, I could like flunk out of middle school. I could have got arrested for crimes against humanity. But, but, I mean, he would have been totally cool. But if I screwed with remote control, all hell would break loose. Uh, my mom know, had to intervene so many times. I got to <laughs> say, my wife, growing up, she would spend the majority of her time at family home evenings. That's when everyone yeah. would just stay home and they'd be together, especially the weekends. The way she tells it, there was only constant love and support for each other. You know, it kind of sounds like a cult to me. (laughs) Well, she might really be into the board games. I mean, what else can a family do together at home? Okay, besides staring at the TV together. Well, how about video games? But 
Like how many kids were there, for the record? Uh, she was the sixth of nine children. Really lovely family. Family. Um, Shut up. There, there's no way you couldn't have that many controllers. So that video games are out, I guess, because people that people don't want to wait an hour and a half to get their hands on it. That's just. And Gina, by the way, you were right. Uh, Duger, uh, Duger Light, Duggar Light, or whatever that family was called. Oh. You're right. Yeah, it was an easy call. We lived in the neighborhood with the trampoline in every backyard. They're very popular with the. Well, yeah, but. Now that you mention it, seriously, I'd never thought about that before. You know, ever. We happen to have a trampoline in our backyard. It's great. Our three kids, we, they love jumping on it. We, we have plans for more. Rachel wants a family of six, and nice. then she'll call it good. Nice. You know, all I wanted was a Fenty, just one Fenty, and she wouldn't give it to me. That's only for the Jack Mormons, that Pepsi. But you know, Spud, if you would like to come with us to our church service on Sunday, it would be our pleasure no, to no, host no. you. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, are there Jack Mormon churches? Because I, I, I don't know if I could handle a full-on one. Do, do they let you in without the secret underwear? Because I'm not really into that white long john undergarment oh. look. Because I need like a lot of support, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, between you and me, I very seldom wear that underwear anymore. Uh, the wife stopped checking on that a few years ago. Like right now, I'm sporting a new pair of low-rise briefs, purple. Because you know, I'm, call, I'm yo. a little bit of a rebel. That's but maybe much. you should think about coming to my that. church. We are a non-denominational, and we don't get together on Sundays. We like to meet on Friday nights, usually yeah. at a Denny's. Yeah. It's very Seriously. informal church. Well, that sounds more my style. Do you ever like worship at the International House of Pancakes, too? Because I love their omelets. Well, well, once in a while, when the band is playing, I will give you one of their brochures. We're uh, now on a member drive. All right. Okay. Well, right now, uh, I guess I should, I guess I got, I got to keep this in mind that I'm not getting any younger and I need to factor in the internal life angle. Uh, it should be like at the top of the list for people, you know, when they're shopping for a religion. What right? the Am hell, I right? Joe? Am I right? Huh. People so, your age, right. yeah. If I space, remind me later to keep that in mind. Uh, okay, right now we're going to play some music. And this comes from a prior performance on our show up at uh, Channel 22 in Seattle. It's, uh, it was the amazing Total Experience Gospel Choir. Uh, and this is their their uh, version of uh, "Put a Little Love in Your Heart." Um, they're truly amazing. Let's let's roll this, please.
This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, this is Adam Carolla, and I'm on the Spud Goodman Show, but wait a minute. What? You're not listening to Spud Goodman? You wouldn't know about that. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe you'll listen because I'm on and then go back to not listening. Thank you. Hey, uh, he's waiting on the line now. Who? Uh, your first guest, Jamie Kennedy. Hey, he's not related to the Kennedy family. Uh, I don't know. I, I doubt it. Can I just take the call? You know, it's always nice to know the family tree of the guests when possible. Our family's really big on tracing our roots back. Yeah, but would you be surprised to know that one of the earliest Holcombs here in America was a tax collector for the British Army? I bet he was as hated today as a current IRS employee, but well, we learned he was shot during a riot shortly after the Boston Tea Party incident. Sad story. Uh, no, boring story. Put the dang call through. <laughs> uh, all right, will do. All right, please welcome comedian, actor, producer, Jamie Kennedy to the show. How are you, how are you doing tonight, Jamie? Good, man. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. All right, yeah. Uh, Jamie, now looking back at your film career, it's interesting to revisit Malibu's Most Wanted. I was, uh, you know, it, that's what I was, I want to hit you up with first. I spoke with uh, Nick Swartzen when he was on our show about the movie, which you wrote and uh, starred in. It was released in, what, 2003, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, it kind of would be a tough to do a sequel now, right, as there seem to be more white rappers than McDonald's out there. Well, you were way ahead of your time, huh? <laughs> I think I am. Um I think that there could be a sequel because people are talking about how Dumb and Dumber did well and mm-hmm. Ron Burgundy. And it's kind of like a cult hit, you know, like it came out and people, it wasn't huge at the movie theater, but it did okay. And, but it's on TV every day and people quote it and it, when it's on TV, it trends on Twitter. And So I think there's something there and I think that the movie was really about, you know, how white people... It was all about how like white kids learn from black culture, but only learn the, the safe stuff. You know what I mean? That's what Malibu was about—the parody. Okay, all right, super. Um, well, I'm kind of a fan of the genre of movies that you're currently working on, and looking at you—you you know, um, uh, uh, looking at what you're working on. There's some of the projects. Can I toss out a few titles because you've been very busy? Uh, Tremors five, Tremors five, Bloodline, The Hungover Games, Bermuda Tentacles, etc. Um, how many film roles have you done so far this year? I got it in like double figures. <laughs> I know it sounds nuts. I did some of them in 2013, and they don't come and they they don't come up until 2014 or whatever. So some films I did a small part in. Some Tremors was the, I was co-starring. I just came back from Africa about two weeks ago, and. Um, we redid the, the original franchise, and they're redoing it, and they're making all the monsters CG, and it's in Africa, and it was a crazy shoot. It was five weeks. Wow. So that was a big one. Um, Bermuda Tentacles came out last year. Hungover Games came out last year. Well, ex- describe that, that game. Describe that. I mean, yeah, I was huh? curious. Describe a little bit about the Hungover Games, because I believe um, weren't was... Was not uh, Bruce Jenner in that with you? Yes. The Hangover Games was a movie. It was basically The Hangover. The group of guys were in The Hangover, and they went 
they were one of the 12 groups that had to be in the Hunger Games. They get drunk, they wake up and pan them, and now they have to fight to get out. So it's a, it's a mix, it's a mashup of those two movies and a parody. And I like it. And it came out, you know, on VOD. It wasn't huge, but people seem to really like it. And Bruce Jenner plays one of the judges. Yes, did, one of the one of the commentators in the movie. Like the, uh, I forget the guy, but you know what I'm talking about. Right. Um, did you spend any quality time with him? He's, he, he's, I wonder if he gave me an insight into some of his recent fashion choices, because he's an interesting man, very interesting. <laughs> you know, I didn't see, uh, you know, they're talking about Bruce, uh, Putting on the your stockings and stuff, I, I got to spend the whole day with him. He was great. Um, I didn't see anything like that. I saw him. He's just a dude, and he's a you know he was he we talked about. I asked him a little bit about his Olympic career. I asked him about his show, and he was very cool and cordial. And then he had a bounce, right. but he I didn't see any, I didn't see any of the other stuff. All right, just just curious. All right, super. Um, say you had a weekly sketch comedy show, the Jamie Kennedy Experiment on the WB. Um, did you find it a grind to continually come up with material week in and week out? Because not many network sketch comedy shows that go like 24, 22 weeks, whatever, can can really pull it off. It's it's tough. Uh, mm, no, I mean, we I, I I never ran. We never ran out. We just had a lot of ideas and. I don't know, only went three seasons, so we still had a lot of good rough ideas, but maybe if if we kept going, it went harder, but I didn't really, I thought I still had a lot to say, and I still do, and I still did, so no, I, the well wasn't dry yet, All but right. yes, it can happen. You Were you the head writer also in addition to the star? No, I would come in... I would come in, I would have a character idea, I'd say, yo, I saw this guy down at the supermarket, and he started throwing like this, and throwing blah, blah, and they would be like, that's funny, and we're like, where can we put him in, and then we would write a scenario around it, you know, that's kind of how it started. All right. Well, what makes Jamie Kennedy laugh? Uh, who in comedy do you yourself enjoy? I don't know, man. There are comedians, obviously, that are hilarious. But I watch more like reality things, like documentaries and such. Because to me, real things make me laugh. All right. I don't like I don't like things that are fake. Like I like things that are real. And then I like the fact that people don't realize that they're being funny. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, nobody, in terms of your comedy, because it's 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 you know you have a unique point of view. I'm just curious if anybody had any real influence on your career. Oh, you mean growing up? And yeah. Now, I mean, there's a lot of funny comedians out there. I'm not like a comedy buff, though. I don't sit and like study comedians. But, I mean, growing up, obviously, it was anybody. I mean, there was dudes from Ronnie Dangerfield to to um, Eddie Murphy to George Carlin to you know um, Sam Kinison was the first comedy show I ever went to. Mm-hmm. Well, you're very good with voices and impersonations. Uh, how, wh- what age did that kind of kick in that you knew you had a gift? I think around 12. You know, Spud, what do you think around about me getting an on-air name? Even my uh, wife has I, said there's not many radio personalities named Gerald out there. She thinks a snappier name might help me someday get a job as a host. And it begins. What is it with co-hosts and their dreams of someday becoming a host? Can't this wait until later? 
doing an interview I right now. I, I hear you, but I forgot to mention this earlier before we went on the air. Just think about some possible names and we can and, keep them around when the show's you know, over. Yeah. Show can I return to the interview now? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but how about give some thought to maybe Homeboy Brian or how about Screaming Stevie? Those are a couple of my kids throughout this morning. Oh, I really think there's a lot of hypocrisy in the world. Okay. So I think I try to, I'm, I'm really trying to share, share my side of the world, but it's like hard, you know, in comedy, cause like sometimes I say stuff that keeps hard, you make it funny. So sometimes it's like, like I did this joke the other day with these people and, and this lady was talking about, she was complaining in the audience about her job and I go, where do you work at? She's like, a coffee shop and I was like oh don't worry about that job I'm like you're not gonna have that much longer and she's like why and I was like robots and instead of being funny she got mad but to me that's funny because that's true I think I my view of the world is that there's a lot of you know people are walking around numb man well no, no doubt about that people mm -hmm. at college I think college is a waste of time do you do college shows people to, yeah I, don't, I tell people at college they shouldn't go to college Right. I was just curious, what's your experience working college crowds? Uh, harder than, than club crowds or, or not? More difficult to get over? Yeah, either, either amazing or terrible. Like, either like they love you or they hate you. So sometimes it's, it's, it's hit or miss. But, you know, if they're fans, it's good. Well, when they hit. But my view of the world is, just, is like I don't know. I think that every I think everything we believe that we think was good is just coming unraveled, and everything, all the secrets are coming out. So it's like it's a crazy time, man. It's a lot of crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy things are happening. Yes, they are. And it's just like all of our all of our icons are like in question. All of our beliefs are in question. So I like to infuse that in my comedy, but it takes time to make it fun. Which comes out of like ranting. You well, yeah. When I would take, I would think with. I mean, because you you tend to try to challenge audiences. Sometimes it sounds like uh, when things go wrong, when things kind of go off the tracks. Do you find that uh, a rush, a challenge? Yeah. Say, Spud, would it be inappropriate to suggest you? Yes, it would be inappropriate. Now, know your role, okay? The last thing I need while conducting this interview is some backseat driver. The world's full of them. I was just trying to offer some constructive ideas to add more flavor to this. I think this interview is doing just fine without you butting in. Now, now wait, I just forgot where I left off. Uh, thanks a lot. Oh, okay, fine, I, got, I remember. Okay, well, I want to tell you, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to check in with us. Jamie, thanks very much for calling in and giving us the update on what's going on with you, all right? Thanks for having me. My life has changed so much in the last year, I, uh... I, have a, I now have a really beautiful, hot, famous girlfriend. Thank you. And it's really great, but it's also hard because people on the internet can be so mean. First time I saw an article about my relationship, the headline said, Jennifer Love Hewitt scrapes the bottom of the barrel. And I was like, really? I'm the bottom of the barrel? I think Gary Busey might be a little closer to the bottom. I think John Gosling might be a teeny bit closer. I think Screech might be a little bit. I'm saying. For all who love beautiful music, 
there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Please welcome our musical guest for the show, the Didis, the world's only female Ramones tribute band. Welcome, ladies. Please identify yourselves for our listeners. Hi, I'm Dudu. I'm Janie. Murky. Gigi. Super. So uh, let's let's touch on the Ramones, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, American rock band. Now, some might disagree, but since this is my show, we're going to go with maybe the best American rock band ever. Yeah, you're right. That's right. So how do you guys feel about the band? And please don't tell me that you actually hate the Ramones, but are under some heinous contract that <laughs> makes you guys like perform the music. Tell me that's not true. You love cool. them, right? You love the band, right? It's a pretty cool band. They're okay. I mean, if we were under contract, we'd probably be making money. <laughs> That's a fine point. Amen. And they're the perfect boyfriend archetypes. You can't front on them. That's a good point. All right, super. The original boy band. Yeah. All right. Um, now, I know Beatles fans, uh, mostly women, would, would get into like fisticuffs over which Beatle was the cutest. So I'll ask you, which Ramon was the baddest of them? And I, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the Dee Dee camp. Well, I love Joey, but what do you got? How, where do you vote? Let's go. Dee Dee. I mean, Dee Dee was the, like, the best baddest, but if you're talking about bad, bad, that's Johnny. Johnny. Good call, yo. Johnny was the worst. Not yeah. to rag on you, Mr. Resident Republican, but that guy was nasty. <laughs> Don't was mind thinking, him. like, who did the most drugs, and then that would be Dee Dee. Oh, yeah. Dee Dee would do anything. All right. Wow. It's kind of a landslide. Um, so... Let me ask you, how tough was it to learn the Ramones catalog to do your first show? Because I mean, was it tougher than ELO or maybe Spandau Ballet to, to, to get it all down? I would think you'd have to like great cardio just to keep up with the pace of a Ramones show live. It's true. We're not even close to having the whole catalog. <laughs> that would be like 250 songs. Yeah. Give us another two years, we'll have the whole catalog down. But it's definitely endurance. Right. I mean, when I tried out, because there was one singer before me, they threw three. Pet Cemetery. Oh, three. <laughs> Yeah, well, they we like to that, party. That's we off the record. Them. Yeah, <laughs> All right. and they threw Pet Cemetery in my audition. I think they did that to see how dedicated I actually was. <laughs> All right. Well, what's uh, the name of the uh, first couple tunes you're gonna do? Because let's face it, one Ramon song is not gonna fill up enough airtime. So what are we gonna be doing? Uh, we're doing Blitzkrieg Bop first, and then we're doing Judy is a Punk, and Super. Love else. those songs. <laughs> All right. Here are the Deedees. One, two, three, four! Back seat. 
they generate to me For sitting to the back feet But it's free to go Let's go Sit up in the back now What they want, I don't know So it's a bit ready to go They're falling in a straight line They're going through a tab on The kids are losing their mind continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, hey, Spud, my wife just texted me, and yeah, she felt I was a little bit hasty inviting you to attend church with us this Sunday. Uh, she feels maybe it'd be better if we take it slow. We'll see if it's a good match for you. Not that she would be embarrassed to be seen with you at our service. What's, it's a, just what's that embarrassing she... about me? I mean, I'm a fairly pleasant-looking human. I, well, I take yeah. regular showers. I, I say excuse me and thank you when appropriate. Oh, it's just one more reason to come to our church. You would still be ostracized by some of our congregation, but for the most part, we go by the live and let live credo. 
You know, I, I think that'd be like a prerequisite for any church that I end up joining. I, I was thinking that Baha'i religion sounded interesting. I, I don't know much about it, but the name sounds really cool. Uh, don't you think you should base the personal decision of your religion on something more substantive than a name that sounds Seriously. Cool? Um, yeah. We don't really have a name for our faith. The man who started it around eight years ago did some market research and found that not having a formal name would give us an edge in attracting the millennials as they tend to reject that uh, brand identification. Smart dude. Um, you know, um, I've Googled almost all faiths, and, and I have one question about that religion that promises 72 virgins when you die. Oh, First yeah. of all, what I don't get is why would any man prefer to have sex with an inexperienced partner? <laughs> and what other, I mean, seriously, what other area in life does one opt for someone who has no skills in a field? Good call, and, yo. And, and secondly, 72 is a bit excessive, don't you guys think? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe you, Gerald, might differ here on that issue, but I have a hard enough time keeping one woman even remotely happy and or satisfied. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I should add, I've long ago opted for a one man, one woman in, in my marriage. So. Oh, we don't feel the need to set parameters on social pairings. It is up to the individual. I mean, don't you think? You mean you guys at your church have some of those poly somethings in your congregation? You know, I saw a program about them. I think I was on Showtime. Yeah. Um, so... Seriously, you get the bonus in the bedroom while you're still on Earth. That is a very strong selling point. Well, you know, it's I not give you that. my cup of tea. But yes, I believe we have a few members who practice that form of relationship. Will you, you shut know, the fuck up and listen to me? Different strokes. Yeah, but this may not be the right form to discuss such an what? intimate conversation. Well, this, this is a talk show. We have to I talk know. about something, right? Yeah. You know, when I started this spiritual journey, I had no idea there were so many possible options to choose from. At first, it was like window shopping. And I just saw the obvious calls, you know, the Baptists, the Presbyterians, the Lutherans. Uh, the... But those are ancient faiths. What we are at the Church of Latter-day Saints, we have going for us right now is that we're the shiny new model compared to those others. 1823 to be specific. Oh, our oh shut up. Like I said, we're eight years old. So we pretty much win that contest by two centuries. That's not old. All right. Enough. And I, I, I get it. There are so many details to take in before making my decision. But right now I have to get the show back on track as I have a job to do also. I'm kind of batch processing tonight. Hey, uh, Mr. Co-host, can I bother you to see if our next guest is on the line? Oh, oh, sure thing. Let's see. Uh, oh, hey, yes. But I know you really liked the show our next guest was on. The Flight of the Sump. Some things, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, he's holding right now. Arge Barker from Flight of the Concords. Oh. Man, why do all my favorite shows go bye-bye, you know, like, and stuff like Two and a Half Men and those oh, Real yeah. Housewife shows, they're still on. It makes no sense. Well, I'm guessing that the show didn't have enough nudity for HBO. I mean, our family had to cancel our subscription last month. We were watching this show called Girls, and a man was performing a very unnatural act on uh, one of those girls' posterior. My wife was very upset. I, I thought her name was Margie? Uh, I think it was Marnie. Oh, um, yeah. Annie, what, what, what the hell do you expect? It's, it's girls, okay? For God's sakes. It's on HBO. They have, they have yeah. to have, like, naked people on, and nobody to sign up. Put, just put Arj on. I want to talk to him. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Arj, you there? Yo, yeah, hi, how's it going? Super. Well, please welcome comedian, actor, Arj Barker to the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, all right, um, uh, so, how's life, how's life been on the road for you lately? Anything really creepy happened to you, or has it been fairly boring? Oh, not really creepy, you know, uh, I, I, I don't, no, no, I wouldn't say anything creepy's happened. 
Um, it's been good. All right. Actually, something did. You know, it's funny you say that because something, something strange did happen. I was in doing a show in Kuala Lumpur. Wow. I just did, I did. I was there for two nights, and the first night, the night before the show, I was asleep at about 4 a.m. and there was a loud bang, like the loudest noise I've ever heard, practically. Like, like, uh, and, and but I was I was asleep, so it woke me up. So I just thought uh, I was kind of half asleep, and I thought it must be a car accident or something outside the hotel. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't find out till later the next day that it was that uh, somebody had thrown two hand grenades at a group of people and killed somebody. And uh, it was like a gang gang warfare right outside my hotel. Uh, hand grenades over there instead of automatic weapons. Like oh, that that would be really creepy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's not not every day you get woken up by a hand grenade. No, that's that's really true. Uh, well, well, let's let's deal with your background. You hail from California, but nowadays, according to my research, you reside in Australia. Is that correct? Well, I spent a lot of time in Australia. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, and- was that uh, you know? I still I, I still live in California too. I sort I sort of go between the two, mainly. Right. So uh, my my question was going to be if you lived in Australia full time, if it was a tax related decision, because is is that country like the Cayman Islands where they don't, you don't even have to pay taxes and they like pay you even to live there? No, it's uh, I would say the opposite. There's taxes are quite high there. They're higher than in the states, probably. Oh. They have they have, they have a more they have a they sort they have universal health care. And, um, you know, I, th- I think it's a few percent higher than what you pay in the States. So it's like like it's actually a uh, progressive, a modern Western society. That's, wow. I guess we have... Very much so, yeah. Maybe we'll catch I mean, up with him someday. It runs pretty well because there's not as many people there. It's not as, not as uh, congested, you know, with people. Right, right. So, like, when you, when, you, when, you go on, when you go to the airport, you just... You know, super breeze through Excuse security. And- I'll keep my voice low here, Spud. I was just wondering if you gave any thought to offering our listeners any incentives to tune in each week. Like, maybe you could offer to do a personal voicemail recording for some lucky person. No, I haven't given that any thought. Is that all you got? Or, or how about you escort some kid to their high school prom? It's done wonders for other stars. Great publicity. Look, I didn't go to my own high school prom. I can't dance. That's a terrible idea. Okay, got it. I'm just trying to help out here. Yeah, fine. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. So, Arge, you were on one of my favorite HBO programs, The Flight of the Concords, playing uh, Brett and Jemaine's sort of friend, you know, Dave. Did you shoot that in the U.S., New Zealand, Australia, or in an undisclosed location? Oh, that was in, uh, in, in, uh, in New York City and in Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, so, it was mostly on location. There was also a set. Some of the, some of the uh, like, their apartment was a set. And Murray's office was a set. Mm-hmm. But my store was a real store, but it's since been changed uh, owners, and it's I think it's not there anymore, sadly. Hmm. Um, oh, and they, and they would replace the stuff in the store with crappier stuff Yeah. for, for the scene. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, if, there, if there's anything decent, they, they'd replace it with something that looked crappy. Is uh, there any chance that that show might, uh, might return sometime? I don't think so. I think there was a rumor going around. Right. But it, it was it sort of somebody sort of took something Jermaine said out of context. I think I think he's I think he's in development with HBO for something else with his friend Taika. That's what I understand. So so Arj, what are what are your mid range career goals? What do you want to be doing, say, twelve, sixteen months down the road? Oh, uh, let's see. In twelve or sixteen months, I'll just be probably wrapping up another year of touring a lot in Australia because I'm 
become a lot more popular in Australia than I am in this country, sadly. Because uh, I, I, I love the United States, but you know the difference is I'm playing theaters over there. So if I'm going to spend time on the road, I'd rather go where I can sell 500 tickets a night rather than you know 500 tickets over four nights. Right, Arch. We want to thank you uh, for checking in with us tonight, and uh, you just take it easy down the road. Be safe. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me on the show. And good luck to you guys, too. And uh, yeah, I'll also catch up with you guys next time. All right. Very cool. Mr. Arch Barker. Thanks, guys. See All you right. later. Take care. Bye. I finally saved up enough miles to, to upgrade to business class. I mean, I've been saving my whole life for that. My whole life! Just so I could get up there and be in the comfort. And then I thought, I'm leaving it all behind. I'm going to be up there. It's going to be peaceful. And there's not going to be any of, the, any of the noise and commotion of economy class. I get up there, three seats away from me, a baby. <laughs> what kind of fucking business does a baby have? Oh, are you a very important baby? Are you a keynote gurgler at a major rattle conference in Auckland? People bring babies on trips all the time. I mean, I understand that, but I, I would never, I, if I have a kid, I'm not gonna bring, bring the baby on a long flight. Cause like one time I flew from, from the UK to Hong Kong, it's like 11 or 12 hours, and somebody had a, you know, we're back there, and I mean, it's economy, but still you don't need to bring a baby there. Baby doesn't even want to go on a trip. Does the baby, baby want to go on a holiday? You ever ask the baby, hey baby, how is Italy? <laughs> oh, well, d- did you see the Sistine Chapel? Well, actually, Arj, I'm only four weeks old, and I can't even fucking see colors yet. So it wasn't really that good, actually. This is the Spud Goodman Show. We sure got the surprise of our lives. Hey, uh, Spud, you have a call. Really? It's not a celebrity guest, for sure. They said they think it could be the kid who says that you're his... Uh, that, that kid again? Uh, uh, Spud, until you've verified proof that you're not his dad, you might want to think about how you interact with him. He could very well be yeah, your Yeah, okay, son. I get it, I get it. Put him on, then. Fine. All right. Ah, uh, forget Hello? it. Hello? Oh, he's there. Okay, I thought I was, I was just going to hang up. Be Damn nice. It. Be nice. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Who, who are you again? You're... You, you're 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 Josh, right? Is that, is that that's who's calling, right? That's what they told me. Yeah. Josh only recently contacted Spud, claiming to be the son Spud never knew he had. Spud is reticent to embrace his role as a father. Yeah, am I on? Uh, yeah, you're I on. Want, I, I got to get going here. I didn't want to do this, but since you didn't give me your private cell number, this is the only place I know where to call you. This okay, I, I know it's Josh. I know. Voice. I recognize your voice. I know. I'd rather we continue this conversation off the air, you know, later. Uh, can I call you back? You said you would call me back the last time we spoke, during the holidays, and you never did. Uh, Spud, are you a deadbeat dad? Wow, Gina, that's pretty low. Gina, deadbeat dad is a rather derogatory term to use here. Maybe absent father would be a little bit more accurate. Uh, as far as the courts are concerned, I have no children to this date, all right? Uh, and uh, at least until that paternity test gets settled. Right. <sighs> Josh, understand, if it eventually is proven that I am, in fact, your father, I will, of course, do the right thing and go play ball with you at the park, and maybe we can maybe get some frozen yo- yogurt sometime, too. It's possible. That would be cool, but I just wanted to talk to you about something. My mom said it would be a good idea to get your advice on something. You know, she's a woman and everything. Can I maybe come over this weekend? Well, you know, I sort of had social plans, hopefully, and like a sleepover date with a 
Kind of a special someone I met recently on ChristianMingle.com. So how about we use Skype? Are you serious? You live in the same town and you can't spend an hour with well, someone who can just, very well be your son. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with Gene well, on this it's one, not, Spud. It's not even a done deal on the sleepover, so, so fine. You know, how, okay, let's meet up at a subway. I, I'll, and I'll buy. I still got this card from you know gift card from Christmas from Subway, so it'll, that'll work. I would rather have this conversation in private and not some public setting. Yeah, you see, Spud, he's seeking your parental guidance here. This is time to step up. Hey, look, that's really easy for you to say. Well, what, are you, what are your plans for this weekend? Or should I say, what are your wife's plans for you? You're incapable of having a buzzkill in your life as you're already dead inside. Oh. My mom said you would probably try and get out of this, so just forget about it. I'll talk to my uncle Get his advice. Josh, could I ask if you're in trouble with the law in some way? Maybe immigration? Are, are you an illegal alien? <sighs> no, I just found out something, and it was suggested that Spud or my dad would know best, as he's already been through it. Mm-hmm. Now, you have me curious. What could you both have in common? Josh, if you got some girl pregnant, you need to do the right thing and marry her. And listen, break the cycle Spud has started in your family history. There I haven't gotten anyone pregnant. Man, do you think I would call about that? I don't know. Okay, okay. I will meet you in the library downtown. Is that a quiet enough place for you? Uh, I, I guess. What time? How about noon on Saturday? Uh, why don't you jot down all the questions a kid would ask a dad, and I'll supply the answers to the best of my ability. You know, I've watched a hell of a lot of TV shows about family, so I could play a dad in my sleep. I got to go now, though. We'll see you on Saturday, all right? All right. See you then. Bye, Josh. Goodbye, young man. Now, listen, if you're looking for a church, you text me, and my wife and I will pick you up any (laughs) Sunday. Uh, All right, super. Let's get back to the music, all right? This is what I'm I'm, I'm pumped up for. Yeah. Once again, here are the DDs. One, two, three, four. Back, what can you live? 
Radio show. Hey man, this is Tommy Chong, and if you're listening to me, if you're listening to my voice right now, that means you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Because I'm on that Spud Goodman show every chance I get, man, because he's a real cool guy and he's funny and he gives you really good smoke if you beg him. These are the sounds of your new party line, CB or Citizens Band Radio. It has a language of its own, your new language, as you use and get to know your CB. Now that you know where you can use your CB radio, it's about time I told you what you need to operate. First, you must have your CB radio. The antenna you select to complete your CB system is of great importance. The CB radio, CB system is of great importance. The walkie-talkie, the walkie-talkie can be and is of great importance. No matter how expensive or elaborate your transceiver, your efforts are wasted. Your efforts are wasted. Your efforts are wasted. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, uh, Spud, accordion Joe, he's on the line. Uh, he's telling our engineer, Alex, he has to speak with you. Do you think he's faking, or is this a real emergency? There's no emergency. He always makes up crap just to get on the air. I guarantee there's nothing pressing here, but I'll waste more time telling you guys how to successfully get rid of him than just take the, take the call. <laughs> put, put him on just for a second. Okay. I'll deal with him. Okay. I hope I'm on the air. Yeah, you're on the air. A, a member of this radio show should not be kept on hold for over 30 minutes. Accordion Joe is the studio orchestra for Sput Show. Unfortunately, the show no longer has a studio audience, and Joe now lives in Spokane. You know, I don't mind listening to the show in short amounts, but you guys should think about getting some music or something to play while guests are holding. You know, it's hard to believe somebody celebrity guests are staying on the line waiting to go on the air after listening to this show. Joe? What do you want? Yeah. I only have a couple seconds here. Is this the guy who dressed up like Elvis and plays the accordion? And who is this chick again, Spud? I mean, I hear her laughing sometimes, but she doesn't have much to say. Hey, I have a lot to say. But mostly, I'm supposed to be seen and not heard, except for my well-timed laughter. You would think the show was produced by a Saudi, in Saudi Arabia or something. Oh, that was uncalled for, Gina. Listen, you've gone look, and just look, offended millions. I, I just got to go here, Joe. I got to go. But I haven't had a chance to run this by you, Spud. A friend of mine who lives in Seattle has offered me to live and move in with him because his wife just left. That would mean I could do the show in person each week and play my accordion live on the show instead of on tape all the time. 
Uh, Joe, we stopped using tape a while ago. You know, I don't, I don't think that this would be that great of an idea. You have a nice place in Spokane, all right? You're on the other side of the mountains. It's nice over there. It just rains you over here. You can't prevent everything. So, you know, picking up and moving at your age would be a dangerous thing to do. How old are you, Joe? Are you older than my grandpa? Hey, I'm old enough to know you two rookies are in over your head. Spud, what you need is a live orchestra in your studio each week. You had, like you had on the TV show for yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. No offense, but, you know, the show sounds really flat. It needs some pizzazz. Look, I'm aware of the issue, and all I can say is we're working on it, okay? Okay, I gotta go. And that's... Listen, man, that's where my accordion music comes in, Spud. There's nothing more dynamic than a stirring accordion solo. I mean, it can, it can move people to tears of joy. Joy? Hmm, I don't think so. I would advise you to not do anything rash here. You didn't tell this guy you were moving over here for sure already, did you? No, there's so many horrible things that could go, ha- that could go wrong and happen to you if you follow through with this. Seriously. Please reconsider. What could be so horrible about free rent for a year? I mean, he, he said his wife is going to make the house payments for a while, and all, you know, all he has to do is sign the annulment papers so you know, he can get remarried in the Catholic Church. Oh, She's no. going to get remarried, or he is? L- listen. No! Ma- no, she is going to okay, get remarried. Okay, fine. Mar- I don't care who's getting remarried. Marriage is forever. I hope you tell him to hang in there. He needs to keep trying to make that marriage work. Well, he can't stand her either. They are poisoned together. So all I need to hear from you, Spud, is the green light, buddy. You know the two of us working together closer like we used to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know what? That would be difficult with the current lineup. I mean, we barely have enough airtime for me to express myself as it is. Yeah, and I will not give up what little airtime I get for an accordion. (sighs) Well... Okay, now look what you've incited here, Joe. Why change a successful working arrangement? You can call in more, you know, more often, more often from Spokane, and I'll take your call within, say, 15 minutes. <laughs> now, that's a big improvement. And right now, hey, you can even play a song, whatever song you want to. Go ahead, right now, play. start playing. Go ahead. Really? Oh, yeah, right, right now? now? Right oh, now. Spud, that's so nice of you. Hey, listen, I've just been working on this song all day, and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to dedicate this song to all your Seahawks fans. When you wish upon a star Makes no difference who you are Yeah, yeah. Oop, oop. Well, you know what? You never did say how long he could play. Uh, no, I did not. Um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, right now, it's Clip of the Week time. So tonight, we're featuring that amazing former vice presidential candidate, Sarah Palin. Um, here are a few excerpts from her recent performance at the uh, Iowa GOP Congressman Stephen King's gathering of the least and the dimmest presidential hopefuls for two, 2016. And uh, do I need to say that Daffy Sarah stole the show? As always, here's a little sample. Enjoy. <laughs> And I want to welcome to this stage and back to Iowa, Sarah Palin. Thank you so much, Iowa. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I am so happy to get to be here. Congress makes the laws. The president sees to it that the laws are enacted. That must mean put to work. And the courts interpret the laws. That's it. What we need around here is a little interpretation. 
because that leads to solutions. They deserve solutions. Amnesty, no. The left and the rhinos, they would reward those whose first action here is to break the law. So no, we win, we win with the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful immigrants who have built this country and their hard fought opportunities. Together we shore up this unconstitutional, uh, we'll be decimated. We also have to school our president, I guess, on the rules. Things must change for this cover, our government, look at it, so we can afford no retreads or nothing will change with the same people and same policies that got us into this, the status quo. Another Latin word, status quo, status quo, another Latin word. And it stands for, man, the middle class everyday Americans are really getting taken for a ride. They are so happy that they got to come to America. Collect taxes, hmm, possibility, cruel and unusual punishment. Well, I'm familiar with that. She can testify to this. I mean, that's something maybe a Palin kid would have to suffer through the rest of their life. Oh. <laughs> but um, no, it's not land or globe, or it's, it's, it's America. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That is what our president must have missed. That is what our president must have missed. It's lawlessness. It tramples our constitution. So from debt, and I won't even get into all the details of everything, but from debt, I don't know what is wrong. I don't know what is wrong. American-made, American-made, American-made energy and prosperity and American-made, American-made, American-made energy and security to stop this unhealthy new obsession that we're hearing about, hearing about even on our side of the aisle with, and be united as proud, secure citizens of the greatest nation in the history of the world. And I thank you, Iowa, for being a center of that. I say God bless you, Iowa. God bless the United States of America. My, how time flies. You know, though I've just begun my spiritual journey, I oddly, you know, I'm feeling so much more at peace here. Uh, I, I hope you, at the end of your journey, Spud, you make the right decision. Well, maybe there is no right or wrong decision with this one. You know, maybe the higher power under whatever name is the same for all faiths. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, maybe the name's different, but... Uh, I don't agree with that. And Rachel just texted me to say that you should maybe pass on our faith, as you seem to be more interested in worshiping false gods. But who's to say what is a false god and what is the true god? I mean, that's sort of up I to the individual. Did. You know, at my church, we are pretty flexible regarding that point. You know, I think the best thing to do is not make a rash decision here and just continue to study all possibilities. Mm -hmm. You know, if I end up making the wrong call, well, eternity is a heck of a long time to regret something. Uh, that's true. <laughs> but I think a good rule of thumb with this type of deal is to go with the tried and true model. Maybe not thousands of years old, but certainly nothing like Gina's faith, which sounds like it came from a really bad sci-fi novel. Uh, where is the divine inspiration with these fly-by-night religions? Uh, fly-by-night? The yeah. head of our church has his master's in public administration and also has a very popular blog right now. Look, I can understand how this topic can make people a, a little blog. emotional. My goal here was not to pick the coolest religion. Well, that would be a nice side benefit. I'm just looking for the right 
fit, and I, I should probably keep this process to myself from here on out. Uh, probably for the best, as whatever decision you end up making, you do know it's going to alienate millions of others whose beliefs you just rejected. But the good thing about being um, on a show with low ratings is that you'll probably only upset a couple people with that. Oh, I don't know. With that worldwide web deal that Spud does, I'm thinking his email box is going to be pretty full real soon. Well, that'd be nice because lately it's not been anything other than spam, and I, and, I, and I'm reading all the spam. It's that's how bad it is. Anyway, <laughs> all right, well. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta end this thing. Uh, so, this is Spud Goodman. That's me. Yeah, that's me. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Once again, here are the DDs. One, two, three, four! The Spud Goodman Radio Show, the Internet's last line of defense in the ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Spud's announcer, Dave, was once nominated for an Emmy Award. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is TJ Pite. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report.
Well, hello everyone, I'm Lawrence, and I will be your host for the Spike Goodman Post Show Report tonight. And with me is my lovely co-host, Gina. Hey, how you doing, Gina? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, yeah, I'm supposed to show you. He, he got a little into spirituality a little bit that I was listening there. You know, I don't belong to regular organized religion or anything, but it was something that helped me out when I was on the inside. You know, you know the people at my church feel that a well-balanced breakfast at any time of the day should be a big part of our lives. So that's why we usually have our services at Denny's on Friday nights. I mean, you you can't beat their grand slam for the money. Well, you know, I, I I wasn't really ever into breakfast all that much. At Pelican Bay, they fed us uh, this really runny oatmeal most mornings with the, this some kind of I don't know, it was a spammer or, and with white bread toast and all that. But on Sunday, I super they did have frozen waffles, so that was nice. Oh, I love waffles; they're the best. What? Well, so I heard that this week has not been the best for you. Could you share oh, with me and the no. listeners what happened? Well, yeah, all right, it wasn't that bad. I, I had a little tough luck with my apartment manager because he, he didn't know I had a felony conviction, uh, you know, so I, I got evicted by him. You know, for a few hours, I didn't have no place to live, and that's an important part of my parole. So, you know, you know, it was a little hairy there, but it's all good. Now, a friend of a friend, let me crash with him until I can find something a little more permanent. The only downside is he really is into these show tunes. So he hasn't cranked up on the stereo all day and night. I'm Super. sorry about that eviction. That's just so unfair. Ah, well, you know, the playing field is a little uneven for guys that are coming out and all. Yeah. Now, if you're lucky enough to get a job, you know, uh, then no one's going to rent to somebody who's got a prior record, you know. So it, it, you pretty much got to crash to somebody. And I was pretty happy when I, I did get that apartment, but yeah. I guess the guy didn't really read the uh, the application very carefully when I gave it to him. Well, if that doesn't work out with that guy who's into the show tunes and all, my mom might rent out her guest house in the back of her place. I mean, it's nothing all right, fancy, super. but it would be your own place and you would control the music being played. Well, look, look, it's not that I don't appreciate Broadway productions. You know, I was, I was pretty active in our early years uh, in the plays that we did every year that we put on when I was locked up and all. I also did a little choreography with a few shows that called for a bit of modern dance. Yeah. Look at you, yeah. a choreographer. I had no idea. I Super. You, um, dance, it, it's something that comes naturally to me. You know, I just can't sit still when most music is being played. Because, you know, on this show, now, now check this out. I try to keep it under control. But, you know, my toe, it does often tap uncontrollably. Now, like, look at look at it when I, when the bands are playing here, like like in a few minutes here. Oh, I can relate. Sometimes when I'm alone in my apartment, I put on a Patti Smith and a Scandal record and I just rock out till I drop. It's so cathartic for me after a really stressful now, week. You, you say Scandal? Oh, I love me some Scandal, yeah. All right, right now, now, now let's get uh, introducing the panel here for the night. We got, first up, we got Dave on the soundboard. Hey, hey Dave. Hello. Hey, there. now we got Alex once again here on engineer for the night hey there alex and then of course uh we got uh trent and anna from pierce college yeah man. i tell you what we're gonna roll right into the music here first up is a band from nashville tennessee that's fly golden eagle and their song devil's eye then we have a local favorite trees and timber with i know nothing
You're listening to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, here we're welcoming the DDs once again. Thank you all for sticking around and all that, you know. So, hey, before we uh, get into this, uh, uh, let me ask you a question. I ask you a lot to all the guests here, the bands. Uh, now, most of you spend any time in lock up, or if any of you. <laughs> Paying our boyfriends out of jail, maybe. Oh, them boyfriends. They're nothing but trouble, I tell you. Yeah. Now, now go ahead and introduce yourself. You don't mind once again. I'm Doodoo. Janie. Murky on drums. Gigi. All right. You guys are, are real as far as that goes. Now, now, of course, the Ramones there, they're one of the greatest rock and roll bands in the history of rock and roll bands. Super. So I got to commend you on the choice of, of bands that, that you're going to hear uh, on or now. But now, but let me ask you this. Uh, now, were there any other options that you were considering before that to tribute? <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult. A BOC. White zombie. You know. Okay. All right. Super. <laughs> I mean, we just talked about doing a Metalocalypse all female cover band. Oh, yeah. That's going to happen. We did Conway Titty for like two seconds. <laughs> Super. Right. And we got, we got a Cramps cover band that comes out nighttime. That's right. Oh, the yeah. human fly. That one's actually real. No, that's it's, real. That's real. I like that. Too. You guys, you got a lot of facets there, but still rocking it hard. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Now, now uh, can I ask if it does it get hot playing in all that leather there? You know, because uh, you got the black jackets and all that, but you never saw the Ramones and Bermuda shorts or a wife beater or nothing true. like that. When we went on tour, we couldn't even wear eyeliner. We were sweating so much. It was nasty. We went to oh. Belgium this summer and it was 90 degrees and 100% humidity. You just looked like a sad juggalo. Dungeon Dungeon. Yep. Wow. And you still wore my jacket, out a jacket neither, so, Gigi yeah. was tough She still wore the leather But it's I a was commitment. the sad sad clown behind everybody <laughs> G- Gigi's real yeah I like that Alright super So now what's your favorite Ramon song What do you like the best oh, Hard to choose Kill that girl Yeah kill that girl's pretty good Glue I just want to sniff some glue man <laughs> Alright now you guys, of course, going to kick off uh, one one last one for us to know. What you going to kick off for us? The KKK took my baby away. All right, the DDs. One, two, three, four. <laughs>
First celebrity highlight. All right. Yeah. So today we uh, talked with Jamie Kennedy and we we talked a little bit about his uh, movie uh, Malibu's Most Wanted. All right. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, now looking back at your film career, it's interesting to revisit Malibu's Most Wanted. I was, uh, you know, that's what I was, I want to hit you up with first. I spoke with uh, Nick Swartzen when he was on our show about the movie, which you wrote and uh, starred in. It was released in, what, 2003, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, it kind of would be a tough to do a sequel now, right, as there seem to be more white rappers than McDonald's out there. You were way ahead of your time, huh? <laughs> I think I am. Um I think that there could be a sequel because people are talking about how Dumb and Dumber did well and mm-hmm. Ron Burgundy. And it's kind of like a cult hit, you know? Like, it came out and people... It wasn't huge at the movie theater, but it did okay. And, but it's on TV every day and people quote it and it, when it's on TV, it trends on Twitter. And So I think there's something there and I think that the movie was really about, you know, how white people... It was all about how, like, white kids learn from black culture but only learn the, the safe stuff. You know what I mean? That's what Malibu was about, the parody. Okay. All right. Super. Um, well, I'm kind of a fan of the genre of movies that you... You know, Gina, I got I to gotta make a confession to you. Oh, okay. When I was in the joint, you know, uh, there was a lot of these little white rappers and all that stuff. Yeah. They taught me how to rap. I, did, I couldn't really? rap until they came along. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, Props to all the white let rappers that are still in the joint. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, let's get back to some music here. Let's lead off with the Nurse Ratchet and their song Cherry Glazer. And then we have an artist from Olympia, Washington, a frock with his tune, True. Your eyes like tigers burn through his skin. You're so cold, master, where do I begin?
in an age when we infatuated with the negative It's often hard to hold on to the moment that stays as opponents We fam, not opponents of a smile or a handshake is always a bonus They wanna clone us, but I can't be copied They may have me in the corner, but they can't drop me They try to block my path, but can't stop me Got too much to say and do it, I am not stopping World getting worse with each minute passing Have a duty to fulfill, live life with passion As a man first, all the second priorities Enjoy my family, smile and life, see so much more to me Then the fame when the whole world know my name They will say Afro blue, but he stayed the same Be true, focus on the future and the present Connect, I represent I, I represent you, I represent we I represent true, got a lot to say But not much time to do, I got a lot to say But not much time to do when I represent I, I represent you, I represent we I represent true, got a lot to say But not much time to do, I got a lot to say But not much time to do, true Days where wars on the streets, guns burst When bodies fall over here, then they do over there Crime everywhere, we killing the king's dream We making the same song, singing the same thing I gotta be honest, I make music for more than just me Been hard not to sell my soul, trust me When the money below, I still write truth Even though I could blow tomorrow, I'll still stay true Cause God gon' give it to me when he's good and ready Meantime, put a hand up and hold steady The load I bear is heavy, but it's all worth it It's just the beginning and I ain't even scratched the surface Traveling globe Just to share life's purpose A lot of work to do Steadfast, can't fight nervous Speak loud if your voice ain't heard through the crowd One day the world will know what I'm talking about I represent you, I represent we, I represent true Got a lot to say, but not much time to do I got a lot to say, but not much time to do When I represent I, I represent you, I represent we, I represent true Got a lot to say, but not much time to do I got a lot to say, but not much time to do True It's I For more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. 
Um, we have a call holding, and I'm being told that it's Bud's Uncle Steve. You know, the one who carries that dummy Jerry around uh, with him? He's called before. Yeah, you mean the uncle, who he's not really a ventriloquist. Right? Uh, no, he's made it clear to everyone he's not a ventriloquist. I think Spud and his family just humor him. I mean, I, I'm sure they don't want to set him off, as we know what else, uh, you know, what people are capable of. You know, we all have family members who are a little off. Don't you? Oh, my goodness, yes. Yes, many, many. I, I got this cousin who wears baby doll clothes, and, and you know, and he's 43. And he has to have them all custom made. As he's he's like uh, 6'4", and he weighs 240 pounds. So I tell you, Spud, you may have a few odd family members, but I am more than accustomed to these type of people. So go ahead, put them on. Uh, Mr. Goodman, are you there? Uh, he's in the bathroom right now. This is Jerry. I've been listening to this post-show report, and I have to say, it sort of sucks, you know. Yeah, I feel you. You know, you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, Jerry, it's Jerry, right? Yes, it is. And you are that chick Spud hired to laugh at his jokes on the show? Uh, yes, but actually, I was hired by the show's executive producer, Lori Madsen. So uh, what can we do for you, Jerry? Or are you calling in to request a song? I'm sure Lawrence here would try to find what you want to hear. I'm not calling to request some lame-ass song. I hate rock and roll. Well, except for Rush, Grand Funk Railroad, and, oh yeah, the Ramones. Everything else is garbage. Okay, so now, what are you into, man? That is between me and my God. Speaking of religion, I heard Spud talking about a spiritual journey, and nothing was even mentioned about Rams the School of Enlightenment. It has changed my life, I can tell you that. Oh, okay, wait, now, is that the lady who sounds like an old man when she starts chanting? Well, she's not channeling Queen Elizabeth I, for God's Super. sake. She channels Rampha, a brave warrior from 35,000 years ago. He was a great man, and is to this day still sharing his wisdom. Does she carry around a dummy, too? No. And I don't question your God. Uh, okay, okay. Now, we respect your faith, Jerry. Now, now, please don't don't take offense. But, look, we really can't endorse any religion on this show. What? Uh, no, hey, no, Steve. I, I didn't use the last roll of toilet paper. Maybe she, you should have bought some more when you went to the store yesterday. I'm on the phone right now. I'm talking with the dude who hosts Spud's post-show report. No, I am not making another prank call. Hey, don't grab the phone from me. Hey, I'm talking here. I'm sorry about this. I was indisposed and didn't know he called in the show tonight. He means well, but he is such a devout follower of that lady, Jay-Z Knight. I myself don't get it, but, you know, it's his decision. Yeah, Super. I, I do try to keep religion out of all family discussions. I think that's just a wise idea. I sort of enjoy speaking with Jerry. He's rather spunky. Hey, good. Excuse me, Jerry. No, Jerry, I will I will not give you back the phone. It's my cell phone. What? I told you I will not add you to my plan. The last time you had your own cell phone, you went 3,000 hours over our package data limit, and you still have not paid me back those charges. Hey, guys, I need to hang up here and settle him down. When he gets like this, it can take hours before he's ready for bed. I will call again soon later. Take care. Hey, I want to hey, say goodbye. Hey, um, I want to say goodbye. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah.
I think this might be a good time to return to the music now. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's let's get back to the music with uh, Menace Beach and their song "Come On and Give Up." And then we have show favorites, Blanco Bronco with two words off the album titled Pronto.
Post Show Report. Hey, Gina, you got the clip of the week for us today? Uh, Yeah, so uh, this clip of the week is uh, featuring the always entertaining Sarah Palin. And I want to welcome to this stage and back to Iowa, Sarah Palin. makes the laws, the president sees to it that the laws are enacted. That must mean put to work. And the courts interpret the laws. That's it. What we need around here is a little interpretation. Because that leads to solutions. They deserve solutions. Amnesty. No. The left and the rhinos. They would reward those whose first action here is to break the law. So, no. We win. We win with the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful immigrants who have built this country and their hard-fought opportunities. Together we shore up this unconstitutional will be decimated. We also have to school our president, I guess, on the rules. Things must change for this cover, our government, look at it, so we can afford no retreads or nothing will change with the same people and same policies that got us into the the status quo. Another Latin word, status quo, status quo, another Latin word. And it stands for, man, the middle class, everyday Americans are really getting taken for a ride. They are so happy that they got to come to America. Collect taxes? Hmm, possibility. Cruel and unusual punishment. Well, I'm familiar with that. She can testify to this. I mean, that's something maybe a Palin kid would have to suffer through the rest of their life. (laughs) But um, no, it's not land or globe or it's, it's, it's America. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That is what our president must have missed. That is what our president must have missed. It's lawlessness. It tramples our constitution. So from debt, and I won't even get into all the details of everything, but from debt, I don't know what is wrong. I don't know what is wrong. American-made, American-made, American-made energy and prosperity and American-made, American-made, American-made energy and security to stop this unhealthy new obsession that we're hearing about, hearing about even on our side of the aisle and be united as proud, secure citizens of the greatest nation in the history of the world. And I thank you, Iowa, for being a center of that. I say God bless you, Iowa. God bless the United States of America. Oh, in Iowa, I wonder if she can see Iowa from her house. I bet you she can. <laughs> she probably can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a moose walking through the. It's one right of those now. vortex effects. Yeah, she crazy. It talks kind of like my three-year-old nephew in that weird kind of way. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't think she could get any more annoying, but uh, you, you managed to highlight that nicely. Yes, with that. she can. Yeah. I guess when, when she, she gets worked up. Keep all the wine glasses away from her. Throw back on that. All right, let's play some more tunes here. What y'all say? Let's let's begin with M one eighty five and their song Soon. And then how about uh Finn Records recording artist The Diving Bell with Shooting Star Falling? <laughs> i 
is the Spud Goodman post-show report. All right, we got one more for tonight, Gina. Uh, yeah, so our second celebrity highlight is with Arge Barker, and uh, Spud talks to him about his uh, work on the show, um, HBO show, Flight of the Concords. You know, super breeze through security. And- so, Arge, you were on one of my favorite HBO programs, The Flight of the Concords, playing uh, Brett and Jermaine's sort of friend, you know, Dave. Did you shoot that in the U.S., New Zealand, Australia, or in an undisclosed location? Oh, that was in uh, in in, uh, in New York City and in Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, so it was mostly on location. There was also a set. Some of the some of the uh, like their apartment was a set, and Murray's office was a set. Mm-hmm. But my store was a real store, but it's since been changed uh, owners, and it's I think it's not there anymore. Sadly. Hmm. Um, oh, and they, and they would replace the stuff in the store with crappier stuff Yeah. for, for the scene. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, if, there, if there's anything decent, they, they'd replace it with something that looked crappy. Is um, there any chance that that show might, uh, might return sometime? I don't think so. I think there was a rumor going around. Right. But it, it was it sort of, somebody sort of took something Jermaine said out of context. I think, I, think he's, I think he's in development with HBO for something else with his friend Taika. That's what I understand. Okay. All right. Super. Uh, Gina, you know what? I'm liking that fly of the Concord, so I'm going to save you something for near the end of the show. We're going to check it out, all right? Yeah, okay. So I'll tell you what, while we roll into some more music in the meantime, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's start off with the Young Evil's Devil's Barricade, and we're going to finish with Tideland with Let Me In. Passing over, coming closer Echoes in the night Hearts will break from desperation Waiting for the fight As I walk through the devil's barricade And I want to break Been through. By time after 
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, that's it for tonight, Gina, but I had a blast hosting the show. Uh, How about you? Oh, I can't tell you how much I love doing this show. I mean, nothing against Spud. It has been a great experience for me. Yeah, I can't speak for him either, but you know, you could do so much more than just laughing when they point at you. Oh, well, don't you worry. I have plans. I mean, big plans. Very soon I'll be announcing okay. that. Right. Super. Uh, oh, well, shoot. I, I might as well drop it on everyone now. I am now about halfway done writing my own one-woman play about the life and loves of Suzanne Summers. Oh, yeah? I mean, what a Whoa. rich character to base Whoa. my production on, huh? Oh, uh, you know, I always had strong feelings for her. I watch her with the Thigh Master and my cell and the little black and white TV that I had. She is still smoking hot. Yeah. I mean, it'll take some makeup to do both the early Suzanne and now in her golden years, but I have a friend who's really good with stage makeup. Oh, look, look, look. You tell me when you're going to do that opening night on that. I will be there. I will come check it out. Yeah? All right. All right. Until then, I'm going to thank the panel. Before we go, we got Dave on the soundboard. Great job, Dave. Wonderful as always. Glad to be a part of it. Thank you, sir. Alex, uh, well done, man. Well done. And then we uh, we got uh, uh, our interns, Anna and Trent. Thank you very much. Uh, remember, a mind is a terrible thing to waste, so you lay off those bath salts at those uh, frat parties, all right? All right, I'm going to leave Super, you with this uh, last song here, and this is Flight of the Concords with Bowie. Bellies and spice Bellies and spice What you doing out there, mom? That's pretty freaky, Bowie Is it cold out in space, Bowie? You can borrow my jumper if you like, Bowie Does the cold of deep space make your nipples get pointed, Bowie? Do you use your pointy nipples as telescopic antenna to transmit daughter back to Earth? I bet you do, you freaky old bastard, you Do you have one really funky sequined spacesuit, Bowie? Or do you have several cha-changes? Do they smoke grass out in space, Bowie? Or do they smoke astroturf? Receiving transmission from David Bowie's nipple antennae. Do you read me, Lieutenant Bowie? I said, do you read me, Lieutenant Bowie? Goodman post-show report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, executive producer Lori Madsen, associate producer David Deer, live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio, audio highlights Derek Schneider, our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell, theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin, copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.